Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with my buddy, Dominic Demeester. We are going to recap the week that was in the NFL, preview the upcoming week. We have upsets galore happening this past weekend. What is new, Dominic? The NFL has become impossible to predict. Hope you enjoyed the games, Dominic, because there was quite a few good ones this past weekend. You are entering the NFL Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, baby, is it ever confusing right now in the NFL? And yes, William, boy, I did enjoy actually all the games this week because it is awesome when you absolutely have no clue who's going to win every single game in the NFL. It just means that teams are becoming more competitive by the week. And I personally just love it. I love the fact that we're seeing a slow changing of the guard. And this year might be the year that gets it started. I think it's great for football, Dominic. Great for football fans. Um, just the fact that, you know, like like we were saying, there's just have no clue who's going to win week in, week out. Um, and yeah, those New Yorkers, Dominic, how pumped are they? The New York Giants, 5-1. and one, The New York Jets at 4-2. and two. Oh, man, this is, I definitely did not expect that heading into this season. I think you called it, Dominic, when you said uh, Dable would help out those New York Giants. So let's jump into that game right now. So I mean, if you heard this before, the Baltimore Ravens blow another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. They were winning this game 20-10. to 10. The Giants came back, uh, won the game at home in the upset 24-20 to 20, um, in this one. Yeah, Dominic, I, I'm, you know, props to the Giants in this one. But man, the Baltimore Ravens have just found a recipe for losing games and they've stuck to it all year long. This team could easily be 5-1, and one, if not 6-0, and oh, but the Ravens blow another lead, Dominic. And, uh, yeah, it's frustrating now for Ravens fans, I can only imagine. But the New York Giants are 5-1, and one, um, coming away with the victory here. Very impressive, uh, beating Baltimore. Still a very good team, even though they haven't, uh, you know, uh, been as good as we thought they would this year. But, uh, yeah, that was a fun game, and that was a game that really came down to the wire. And credit the Giants, who were losing the majority of this game and still finding a way to, to come up victorious over the Ravens. Yeah, those New York Giants, wow, Brian Dable has them playing. You know, when you have a good coach, you can go far in the NFL. You can have the best roster and not necessarily put it together. But a good coach, which is what Brian Dable is, wow, he's taking the Giants to another level. and. He's not doing it by himself because he's got a great coaching staff in Don Martindale as his defensive coordinator to help him out. And I really think that they actually knew exactly how to, to attack Lamar Jackson, but it did it really late by adding that extra pressure via Thibodeau, who did an amazing job on that last play and make a Lamar scramble out and at the end of the day just force him to throw a pick and that's what Lamar unfortunately does he does these big mistakes and key moments in games it's been the knock on him but you know it is what it is the Ravens are three and three I think they should be six and oh but you yeah. got to give you know credit where credit's due and that's where the New York Giants coaching staff steps in and uh has delivered with very, very few weapons in this offense other than yeah. Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, this is a coaching staff marvel, and let's see how far the Giants can go this season. That was my next point, Dominic. It's pretty incredible. Like, you just look at this roster and look at the stats in this game. You're like, who the heck are these New York Giants receivers? Uh, and But they're getting it done. And you say, okay, Saquon must have had a big game in order for them to win. I mean, 83 rushing yards, but on 22 attempts, 3.8 yards per carry, not great. So they're still able to find a way uh, to win this game. I get, you know, this Giants defense, Dominic, um, has been a D we haven't talked too, too much about. But like you said, they really held Lamar Jackson in check in that second half. And uh, yeah, you know, him going 17 of 32, 210 yards, fumbles the last two times he touches the football. So, you know, maybe the New York Giants are showing that in today's new NFL, uh, they're kind of that old school run the football team, run the football, rely on their defense type of team. Because right now it's been working, and they're five and one, and the NFC East is bananas. So credit the Giants there. Uh, let's go to another game, Dominic, to recap. Yeah, let's recap the Buffalo Bills versus yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Wow, what a fantastic football game. I think it lived up to the bill. Maybe not as many points that certain fans would have liked, but I personally thought it was a fantastic football game. Uh, Let's start with Josh Allen, you know, doing what he needs to do. 27 for 40, 329 yards, three TDs. And Stephon Diggs, he to me is the MVP right now on this Buffalo Bills roster. 10 reception, 148 yards, one touchdown. This guy between... Who would you like on your football team if you had to take between Stefan Diggs, Chase, and Jefferson? Who would you take between those three wide receivers? Oh, man, that's a good one, Dominic. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, there's no wrong answer here. I'd have to go Jamar Chase, Dominic. But it, with it, Jamar Chase. I'm going Jamar Chase, but it's really tight. I'm going with Stefan Diggs. He personally yeah. has shown me this year, just like two years ago, where he was just playing on another level. He has basically took this entire team on his back. In my opinion, a lot of people are going to say it's Josh Allen's team. I'm saying it's Stefan Diggs team. And for the Kansas city chiefs at the end of the day, you know, they were in this football game. Pat Mahomes did what he did 25 for 40, 338 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. Yeah. He's not a perfect human being. He can't win them all. And the Buffalo bills, you know, came out the victor in this football game and congratulations to those bills. Von Miller is the other MVP of this football team. He doesn't get enough credit. And this game is not what it is without Von Miller either. Touche, Dominic. Um, defensively, the Bills played well in this game, like you said, holding them to only 20 points. I do think it still lived up to the hype, even though it was uh, a lowish scoring game in comparison to uh, these two teams putting up points. But yeah, uh, Mahomes throwing those two picks, one of them in the red zone to uh, Kair Elam, um, cornerback there for the Buffalo Bills, making a great play, um, keeping the game at 0-0 at that point in the game. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, not a game that a lot of people were expecting in terms of, um, you know, defense really controlling the beginning of this game because it was a slow start for both offenses. And I think they both picked it up later on in the game. Still a fun one uh, to, to watch. And I think, Dominic, with the Buffalo Bills victory here, you got to say they're the best team in the AFC. And would you say they're favorites now to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? No, no, no. I'm not going to put the, the party uh, in Buffalo and uh, saying that this team is the, the team to beat. My team is still is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I'm not going to go back and recap that game, but they're missing a, a key player in Bateman and all the rest of the teams that they played against. In my opinion, they've all dominated them and they've lost football games late. That's yeah. my team in the AFC. Kansas City is my number two and Buffalo's number three. The reason why I say Buffalo's number three, only because Josh Allen, in my opinion, I find him a selfish player. I know that he's competitive and I think that, you know, between him and Lamar Jackson, they're, they're very identical. But I just think that Josh Allen, he doesn't follow a game plan. He just goes off script. People might love it. I hate it. I think that eventually what will happen is Josh Allen will get injured at some point this season. He will get hit. And that will be the downfall of the Buffalo Bills. And a quarterback who is very responsible will take some sacks, will throw it away. Josh Allen is just a man ready to tear the NFL in two. Congratulations. That might work longevity wise. It will not. And that's the reason why I have Buffalo Bills as my number three team in the AFC. All right, Dominic. Good take. I like it. Let's jump to uh, a game that was very close and back and forth. The Cincinnati Bengals and the New Orleans Saints, Dominic. Andy Dalton playing his former team in Cincinnati. This was a really good game. I was following this game on Red Zone. I saw a lot of the highlights. For me, the big story here is the Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection is Back to what we thought it would be from the start of the season. Uh, this is where LSU won that championship right together um, in the, in this stadium with uh, obviously Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow uh, playing together on the LSU Tigers. And cool to see Joe Burrow wearing Jamar Chase's jersey from LSU before the game. And it provided good luck there because he went for seven catches, a buck 32, and two touchdowns in this game. This game was closer than I thought. I had the feeling that the Bengals were going to come out and kind of walk all over the the New Orleans Saints. But the Saints kept it close. Uh, Andy Dalton going 17 for 32, 162 yards. Nothing really spectacular there. Uh, Kamara rushing for just under 100 yards. And uh, this game was really up for grabs. 
play of the game. And this one was probably the uh, Jamar Chase touchdown, you know, like a six yard hook to the outside. Jamar Chase breaks a tackle, takes it to the end zone. And that's what makes him one of the best receivers in football. Big win for Cincy because they started off the season slow, two and three. And now they had they improved the record to three and three. This is a fun game to watch, Dominic. Oh, absolutely. Cincinnati completely deserved this football game. Uh, like you said, Burrow-Chase combo, is it's what won the game for them. Yeah. And I think that the biggest piece missing for the New Orleans Saints was Marshawn Lattimore. He did not play in this game. Had he played in this game, I think New Orleans would have won. I picked them to win this game. They played very good football. They needed it, but unfortunately, they came up short. For Cincinnati, well, you know, Jamar Chase, that's all you got to do. You got one recipe. And it's a recipe for them that actually is extremely successful. Keep that going all year. You'll win more than you'll lose and you'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Bengals. I think this is where they decide to, to turn it up, Dominic, and to, to show why they were the team that represented the AFC last year. So many more games to recap, Dominic, pick one of them. All right, let's go Vikings versus Miami. Oh, oh heartbreaker for you, William, seeing your yes. Miami Dolphins lose this football game. Jalen Waddell. Wow. Jalen. You know, it, you're going to make a mistake in your career. It's going to happen. Might as well get it away with. And hopefully you never do that again. And uh, for Waddell, he's going to be obviously looking back at this one and, and probably blaming the loss on him, but he's just an all-star of a player. And I think that he'll come back and for the Miami Dolphins to be competitive and gets a really good Vikings team. To me, they showed a lot. I thought that, you know, they lost their quarterback, that they had game plan going in in Skyler. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, that kind of like probably changed the momentum uh, early on in this football game, but uh, Miami stayed in it. And unfortunately for them, they come up short. They lose to the Vikings 24 to 16. Kirk Cousins didn't do anything tremendous, you know, 175 yards and two DDs, nothing great. Uh, Jefferson, you know, they contain him in the red zone, but unfortunately 107 yards, that's what did it for, for them. And congratulations to those Vikings. You're moving on five and one beautiful record in a very tough division, in my opinion, but the Packers aren't showing what they can do right now. So it's yeah. all Minnesota. Yeah. I think that, you know, this game, the Vikings defense really came to play. Like you talked about Skylar Thompson, unfortunately got, uh, uh, injured there uh, his, uh, his throwing hand uh, hit one of the Vikings um, defenders helmets there so he left early he was having a good game even though he threw the pit through the pick he was having a sorry even though uh, he didn't throw a TD he did not throw a pick uh, but he was having a good game at the time Teddy Bridgewater comes in um, you know does Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater stuff look as a Dolphins fan Dominic I think if you look at this game statistically you say wow Teddy Bridgewater had a good game Jalen Waddle had a good game like you mentioned, Jan Waddle, unfortunately, fumbling the ball. And his interception, too, that Teddy Bridgewater threw was actually on him. It was a little bit behind him, but hit him right in the chest, popped in the air, and was for, was um, intercepted. So I'm sure Waddle will bounce back next game because he has uh, a lot uh, a lot on his mind right now. And I'm sure he wants to jump up and uh, and get back to the football field. But Teddy Bridgewater, Dominic, look, I I. This is what I said Like when he played. He was born to be a backup. I need to see more leadership out of him. I need to see more emotion out of him. For him, it's that same face no matter what the score is. And I don't think it's that he's composed. It honestly looks like, and I know he obviously cares, but it looks like he doesn't care. And like the Dolphins really need a leader right now. And, and luckily for them, too, is coming back this weekend. But Teddy Bridgewater, I was not impressed with him in this game. I know statistically he had a good game, but he needs to be, if he's going to have a start somewhere else, and let's say Tua, God forbid, gets injured again, he's going to have to really start showing some motion, some control of this offense, because it looks like he's going through the motions on this team. Um with the Dolphins. But yeah, credit to the Vikings, Dominic. They played really well defensively. The Dolphins D held the Vikings in check and Jefferson for most part of that first half, but they were getting pressure uh, on Teddy Bridgewater, sacking him five times. And yeah, Minnesota Vikings, Dominic, are five and one right now. And they seem to be running away with this division early on in the season. Yeah, the Vikings, you know, are for real. They're a very balanced football team. And as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't make any mistakes, this team will make the playoffs. Yeah, 100% agree there, Dominic. He has too many weapons there. Uh, and Dalvin Cook breaking a, a deep, deep run in this game uh, for a TD there. That division, you know, we thought would be a competitive one throughout the, the end of the year. And with the Packers struggling, Dominic, it looks like uh, it looks like it may be the Vikings to lose at this point. Uh, we'll jump into that Packers game. Crazy upset there in New York. A lot of upsets this weekend, like we talked about. The New York Jets, Dominic, go into 
Lambeau Stadium, and they not only beat the Green Bay Packers, but they controlled the game from start to finish, and they really dismantled them in this game, holding the Packers to 10 points, winning this game 27-10. to 10. Zach Wilson only passing for 110 yards, but it was a lot of Brees Hall in this one going for 116 at TD, almost six yards per carry in this one. And that Jets defense made the Packers offense look like the Packers offense has been looking for the majority of this season. Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 41, 246, a touchdown. This Packers team is in trouble if we already didn't know that uh, heading into this game. But the New York Jets are four and two, Dominic, right now. Man, this is just one of the other surprises we've seen in the NFL so far this season. Who would have thought that the Jets four and two, three and zero oh on the road. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't win this football game. Ten for eighteen, one hundred and ten yards. So, what did win this football game? Well, yeah. I'll tell you what it was. It was Quinton Williams. Boy, this guy was after Aaron Rodgers all game long. He is putting a hell of a resume on film for Defensive Player of the Year early on this season. Will he win it? I mean, that's a long way to go, but wow, he is a disruptor. And that's the reason why the Jets won this football game. This game was 3-3 in the third quarter. What was this game all about? It was just about Aaron Rodgers playing bad football. I don't know, the coaching staff in Green Bay, what kind of plays they're calling. It was all about Robert Tunyon in this game. I mean, he did well, 10 receptions, 90 yards, on 12 targets, but we need a ride receiver to step up in green Bay and whether or not the coaching staff in green Bay can make it happen. If they can't, they'll need to look at free agency and get a guy on this roster ASAP. I mean, congratulations to the jets. You want a fantastic football game. Your defense led you there, but it's green Bay who obviously lost this football game. In my opinion, it's a fluke. I love sauce Gardner wearing the cheese head. At the end. <laughs> they deserve to get trolled in Lambeau Field. I think the Packers will bounce back. And as for the Jets, who knows at this point? Zach Wilson, I am not a fan whatsoever, but if they limit him to only 18 pass and just run down people's throat the entire year and lean on that defense, crazier things have happened in the NFL. So watch out for those Jets. Yeah, Dominic, right? There's always that one team that comes up and it's wild. I'm surprised this team made the playoffs. No one expected it. We can see it out of both New York teams this year, the Jets and the Giants. Um, and yeah, Zach Wilson undefeated since coming back, but it, it really hasn't been thanks to him. And uh, yeah, a lot of question marks still uh, unanswered there in Green Bay, um, especially, you know, the way they lost this game at home. You would not expect this uh, from a team uh, like the Green Bay Packers. Uh, let's continue, Dominic. Jump to another game. Let's go 49ers versus Falcons. Arthur Smith, baby, another <laughs> victory. This is, to me, the storyline of the year. Are those Falcons beating a hell of a good football team in the San Francisco 49ers in Atlanta and doing it in a variety of different ways? You know, Mariota, almost a perfect game, 13 for 14, 129 yards, and then just running the football now with Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier. I mean, you can see that it's completely the scheme that is running the show in Atlanta. Arthur Smith has it down. He's got the personnel. It is working in Atlanta. As for San Francisco, well, you know, you, you're not going to win every football game like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the same thing here. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a bad game, even though he's got a beautiful record. He can win them all. And San Francisco just did not have an answer in that running game. That running game usually is what leads the way for, for San Francisco, but they were not able to run as well versus that Atlanta defense. And this is all coaching folks. Hats off to Arthur Smith. You won this football game for those Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, this Atlanta Falcons offense reminds me almost like a college-type offense that, like, you know, they're going to have, like, a lot of stuff in the backfield. They're going to have QB keepers, uh, and they'll pass the ball when they need to. It's just a, a fun offense to watch. And I never thought I'd say that preseason. And, yeah, they're sitting at 3-3 three and three right now, are the Falcons, losing to three tight games, like we talked about. Week one, losing by one. Week two, losing by four. Uh, and then last week, losing on the... Um, 
Phantom roughing the passer call by six to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this team is three and three, and they honestly could be better. I wonder if this will be the Cinderella story in the NFC that we see this them grab a wild card spot because uh, right now that division seems to be wide open with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggling as much as they have been. But yeah, I agree with you, Dominic. The Falcons has been a very fun story in the NFL. And uh, yeah, and who knows? Maybe this team will shockingly come away and win the division because, like I just mentioned, those Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't looked good. Let's jump to that game right on cue. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Dominic, coming away with the massive upset, beating those Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to 18. Um, late in the game, Tampa Bay decides to go for uh, two, obviously, to tie the game. They don't get it. Huge shout out to Chase uh, Claypool, Dominic, Mapletron getting those two catches on third down. That last one was a thing of beauty. Uh, Mitch Trubisky coming in the game to replace Kenny Pickett, who unfortunately got injured in this one. He throws a back a shoulder throw to uh, to Chase Claypool where only he can get it. Catches the ball, uh, you know, stays inbounds, keeps uh, keeps this team uh, ahead ahead of the chains. And yeah, that was a beautiful catch in this one. Good to see um, Claypool make his impact in there. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of Green Bay, you know, a lot of similar stuff to the Green Bay Packers in here. This Tampa Bay offense that, uh, you know, we thought was going to be great heading into the season. Struggling. Tom Brady giving uh, giving SHIT to his, uh, to his offensive line that uh, didn't really seem to be able to block all that well. But Tampa Bay had the players they needed in this one, right? They had Mike Evans. They had Godwin. Uh, they had Leonard Fournette playing in this one. But it was the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out on top, Dominic, led by their defense. Uh, and the clutch performance by Mitch Trubisky, let's not forget, coming in in replace of Kenny Pickett uh, to pull away with the W. Yeah, this is fluke game number two of the week. <laughs> uh, you would never see Tampa Bay lose to the Steelers if ever Tampa Bay had a healthy offensive line. And that's currently the Achilles heel in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady does not have a lot of time to throw the ball. And Tom Brady, obviously, he's trying to find his receivers, but he doesn't want to make the mistake. So he's throwing the ball low a lot. So he needs to step up his game and be more confident. How can I say that to a guy that's won seven Super Bowls? Well, I'm telling you, folks, you look at the game tape. Tom Brady does not look confident at all out there. He's throwing the ball solo because he knows that he's got to get rid of it so quick. It's going to be like this, folks, the entire year. I do think that Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to say that they're not. I think they have a, a very solid football team there. But you're going to lose some football games to teams that have pretty decent defenses. Now, Pittsburgh coming into this game had no secondary whatsoever. So it's shocking that Tom Brady just didn't do more play actions to Mike Evans, but that's coaching. Mike Tomlin, I guess you got to give him credit in this victory. He outcoached Todd Bulls, and that's the reason why they won the football game. Chase Claypool, to me, I think that he was overdue for a game that he was yeah. going to show up in. Like, I mean, this is like almost two years in the making, in my personal opinion. So I'm not shocked here. I think that a lot of money was on Tampa Bay in this football game is how I view it. And Tomlin out coach Bulls. Congratulations to the Steelers for winning this football game. Maybe you can use this as a momentum builder and maybe cause a bit of disruption in the AFC. But I don't think that's going to happen until TJ Watt is back. And if that happens quicker than later, you never know. But we'll see for now. Congratulations to the Steelers. Yeah, big game, big victory for them. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, with uh, that division, I don't want to say the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make a, a run for that division, but, uh, you know, they're not all that far behind from from first place there. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are right now tied with the Atlanta Falcons at 3-3 three and three in the NFC South. So we'll see how, how that shapes up. Dominic, we have time for a recap of a few more games. Let's go the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. I honestly have been a huge fan of Arizona since the offseason. I thought that this was the year where we're going to see Callum Murray step it up. He got the money. He basically is doing what he can, but he's got nobody in front of him to help him. And DeAndre Hopkins is like absolutely crucial to this offense. And it clearly shows they lose this football game 19 to nine. Where's the offense in Arizona? Where's Cliff King? Yeah. Where's Cliff Kingsbury air raid that we saw a couple years back. I mean, they just went and got a desperate ride receiver, Robbie Anderson coming in Carolina's Robbie Anderson coming in next week. Who knows how that's going to 
pan out, but Arizona is in desperate need of offense. I know it's been ugly. I know that this division is about adversity, but let's just hope we see a lot better from uh, the entire organization, from, from top to bottom, and maybe D-Hop can come in there and, and help. I've picked them four weeks in a row, and they've <laughs> lost four times in a row. So I'm going to stop picking them. Maybe they'll prove me completely wrong. Uh, as for Seattle, Geno Smith, you know, 20 for 31, 197 yards, nothing fancy. Leaning also on uh, the running game, Kenneth Walker the third, yeah. 21 carries, 97 yards. This is a Pete Carroll special, never beautiful. All he cares about in the, is the W. So congratulations for the Seahawks. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I'd say for, for the Arizona Cardinals, Dominic, they gave Carla Murray that contract. Um, and as soon as he got it, I said, what did he do to deserve the money? And, you know, he really in my opinion, didn't do anything to deserve it. It was more, you know, we want to keep Kyler Murray. We think he's a stud. We think he could be the face of the franchise. So we're going to quote unquote overpay him. But I think we're seeing in this, uh, you know, so far in this season, Dominic, that Kyler Murray has not been what they hoped he can be. And okay, granted, maybe he may not, you know, have the offensive firepower as other teams in the NFL, but he still has a good roster, Dominic. He has Zach Ertz there. Who seems to be reviving his career there in Arizona. He had Hollywood Brown, who is now unfortunately injured and will miss the majority of the season. Looks like he will not um, miss the uh, entire season as it was originally predicted, but he's going to miss uh, a bulk of the rest of the season, which is potentially why they got Robbie Anderson. I think this team has weapons, Dominic, and especially if you look at AJ Green. For me, Kyler Murray has just completely underperformed. Um, and you know, he I, I don't I don't think he's the type of guy to get to get money and then kind of sit on that contract and be happy with it. He's a competitor, right? He's a dual dual threat uh, athlete, a guy that's able to play that plays baseball too. So I think that competitive spirit is always in him, but he just hasn't been good. I and I don't think that there's necessarily a reason behind it. I think that we often look at reasons. Okay. This guy's struggling because this, because of that, uh, or the coaching or what's happening on his personal life right now. Kyler Murray has not been good enough for this, this, um, I was in the Cardinals team. And it, I think it relies primarily on him. So we're going to see now Dominic getting D hop back and with the addition of Robbie Anderson, if that's really going to play, uh, a big role in into uh you know the the Cardinals there and their success because I mean look to put up nine points Dominic against the Seahawks I picked the Seahawks in this game just because like similar to you I I do like I would like to pick the Cardinals but they haven't given me reasons to pick them uh week in and week out and you know this game was a lot of the Seahawks defense looking like the Legion of Boom because of the offense that they're playing and in Kyler Murray yeah I uh, I'm confused I really thought that Kyler Murray uh, could put it together this year. And uh, it really happens to be that there's no weapons on this football team. That's how I'm going to, I know you said there's a few weapons and all that. Yeah. I'm a huge Zach Ertz fan. I, I don't see them performing. No one's performing. Arizona is going to have to battle through this adversity and Deandre Hopkins, you better wear a Superman Cape and, and yeah. come to the rescue because they desperately need you, but he's that good. And I'm telling you, I'm not picking him anymore for a while. <laughs> but you watch Arizona. I'm not going to say that they're dead. And we'll have to see how they can survive moving forward. And I think it's going to be through DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's going to have to play a massive, massive role for uh, for them in order to make a playoff push. Um, let's jump. I guess we get to recap a few more games just quickly there. Great game in Indianapolis, Dominic. Lucas Oil Stadium. The Jaguars and the Colts battling it out. The Colts coming up victorious, 34-27. to 27. Um, Matt Ryan having a pretty good game, Dominic. 42-58, 389, uh, three TDs. And for me, the play of the game was uh, the touchdown to uh, Alec Pierce, a rookie wide receiver there. He's had a pretty good season there um and uh yeah you know it was third down and uh they were in field goal range where the um Indianapolis Colts decided to take a shot deep in the end zone. They did. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars were pressing, trying to get a sack, I guess, on Matt Ryan, keep them out of field goal range and uh, kick them out of field goal range, I should say. And yeah, it was a dot by Matt Ryan in this one. The Colts team is, is hard for me to figure out. Uh, tough loss for the Jags, and we were kind of hoping they'd be the Cinderella team of this year. Sitting at 2-4 and four right now, there still is a lot to play for in that division because it changes week in and week out. But I'm happy for the Colts, and specifically Matt Ryan, Dominic. He needed the 
this game. He needed a win. And right now, the Colts are sitting at 3-2, and two, uh, largely in part to him after this game, at least, passing for almost uh, 400 yards and really putting the team on his back, Dominic, when, uh, when they needed to score late in the game. Oh, 100%. This was a fantastic football game, and Matt Ryan delivered uh, when he needed to. I think that both these teams are going to be there in the end to try to make the playoffs mm -hmm. and probably only one of these two teams are going to make it. So this game might be a tiebreaker and push Indianapolis forward. I know Jacksonville won the first game, but I don't know. We'll have to see how the math plays out, but we'll see. I think Trevor Lawrence had a fantastic game 20 for 22. To me, that's, you can ask for a better accurate quarterback, 165 yards. That's the issue. And that's exactly. where, and that's where coaching comes into play. And that's where play calling comes into play. Doug Peterson, you started off so well during the season, but then you start burying Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk needs to be the focal point of this offense. He needs to be the wide receiver one leading this offense, and he's not. So until they figure that out, Jacksonville, you can lean on your defense, but you saw late in the game, I mean, Alec Pierce came in and got a beautiful touchdown. Most likely Michael Pittman was triple covered because he was having a phenomenal game, 13 receptions, 134 yards. So that's just coaching. And Frank Wright did a better job late in the game. And that's why Indianapolis Colts won. And Matt Ryan needed this game. I think that Matt Ryan's confidence is going to propel him now. I think that that is what exactly that needed to happen. A late TD to say to himself, I could still do it. Against a really good Jacksonville Jaguars D, I think that they're underrated. And both of these teams are not dead by any stretch. I expect them both to move forward in the right direction for the remainder of the season. Yeah, big win there by by the Colts sitting at 3-2 uh, and run right now. And the Titans had a bye sitting at 3-2. That's going to be uh, a battle to the end of the season. Uh, a former Colts quarterback, Dominic Carson Wentz, uh, getting a victory on Thursday Night Football. I am not recapping that game. That was tough on the eyes. <laughs> but I, I will say that uh, Carson Wentz, unfortunately, is injured uh, and will miss uh, what looks to be um, – around six weeks from what uh, the early reports have said. Looks like Taylor Heineke, Dominic, will be taking the QB1 reps for this commander's team. I could see this situation pan out where Carson Wentz ended up, unfortunately, due to an injury, and him struggling, losing his starting job when he comes back. I, I really can see that. Yeah, you're 100% right. I think Washington right now has to look to themselves in the mirror and say to themselves, we're not a good football team and we're not a good football team because Carson Wentz is our quarterback. That's it. Cause I honestly think they're a well-balanced football team with the running game with now they added Brian Robinson in definitely uh, playing a factor and Antonio Gibson, if they can find a good combo between both of them, cause I know they're going to want to run both. I'll leave that up to Rivera and Del yeah. Rio to figure out in Washington, how to utilize the defense and offense moving forward, but all around, they will bounce back because I'm telling you, Wentz is an ice pack. He's a brutal quarterback. And you said it yourself. Terry McLaren is too frigging talented to yeah. only get three receptions a game. And don't be surprised if ever Henneke does not produce that Sam Howell comes in and Sam Howell starts to do crazy things with this offense. I believe in that guy. I think that he's a, a quarterback, sleeper quarterback waiting in the wings. We're probably only going to see him next year. But don't be surprised if you see him sooner than later. And I expect, believe it or not, Washington moving forward to win more football games than lose because Carson Wentz is finally gone. Yeah, I think it's honestly, Dominic, it's sad, but I think it's that simple. Unfortunately, it hasn't been uh, his year for him. Let's stay in the NFC East, Dominic, a massive uh, Sunday night football game in terms of importance. The Philadelphia Eagles up 20 to 17. They allow the Dallas Cowboys to come back, make it a game and then say, no, this is our game. We want to improve to six and no exactly what they did there. They beat the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football primetime game in Philadelphia. Right now, those Eagles are still the only undefeated team in football 
Um, and I think like the Cooper Rush story, Dominic has been great, but I think we're going to see uh, Dak Prescott come and take uh, snaps under center for the Dallas Cowboys next week. He really struggled in this game, 18 of 38, uh, one touchdown to three interceptions. The Philadelphia Eagles defense came to play. That secondary had a heck of a game. Um, and Jalen Hurts, you know, was safe with the football uh, run when he needed to. They let on, on Miles Sanders and this Eagles team. They're looking good. They're 6-0 and right now. And uh I don't want to say they're running away with the division because you got the New York Giants just behind them and the Cowboys at four and two as well. But a huge, huge win for the Eagles there because if they lose that game, you got three teams sitting at five and one in the NFC East. But uh, the Eagles create some separation with that uh, victory over the Cowboys. Yeah, you got to give it to the Eagles. They came out, they played, they played hard. Miles Sanders to me, 18 carries, 71 yards, and one TD. I think he's the MVP right now on this football team. I know they have AJ Brown, but he seems to be quiet as of late. He did get, you know, 67 yards and a touchdown. You got to say that the coaching staff in Philadelphia is doing everything right right now. I don't think that Jalen Hurts personally is a great quarterback, only 155 yards. They're containing him from making mistakes. And that's because good coaching will hide those limitations. And I know I'm being harsh on Jalen Hurts because the guy is six and home. And how can you say the guy being six and oh, is a, a bad quarterback, but I'm telling you, he's going to run into a really strong defense. And this could have been it. If Cooper rush doesn't play uh, the way he plays in the first half, I think Dallas takes this football game. Parson was actually revving up the engine in the yeah. second half, getting to Hertz a lot more. And I honestly think that we will not see the Eagles win the division. I'm telling you right wow. now, the Eagles will not win the division. It's a long season folks. I think Dak Prescott is coming in at the right time. They had a beautiful winning streak up in Dallas, and he's going to take over the quarterback position with a fresh CD lamb. And we both know that that could be a dangerous combo. And Mike McCarthy, to me, is a great coach. I'm picking Dallas to win this division, even if the Giants are 5-1, and even if the Eagles are 6-0. and This is my team, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they will put it together because of guys like Mika Parsons, and our great coaching staff in Dallas. No knock to you on, on Philadelphia. Prove me wrong. Go and win all the remainder games of the season. But I don't trust you, and I don't trust Jalen Hurts. Hey, bold take. I like it, Dominic. Good stuff. Week seven, folks, starting today between the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. We didn't talk about the New England Patriots, Dominic, and their impressive victory with Bailey Zappi. I try and avoid Patriots talk when I can, but no credit to them there. There may be quarterback controversy uh, in Foxborough with with Zappi uh, playing as well as he is. Is that premature, Dominic, or is there a little bit of controversy in New England right now? I think it's premature. I think that (laughs) at the end of the day, you got to give credit to Mac Jones, he had an amazing season last year, and until yeah. he completely goes and loses the season for the New England Patriots, then I think that you'll you'll be seeing Mac Jones as soon as he comes back. And I don't think that Billy Zappi is the answer, although he's playing great football. Fair, Dominic. I like it. Good take. Yeah, impressive victory over those Cleveland Browns. But that is in the past. Right now, we're week seven today with the New Orleans Saints playing at the Arizona Cardinals, Dominic. Thursday night football, pray to God it's going to be better than these other Thursday night football games we've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more points in this game than we do in the previous six Thursday night football games combined <laughs> because of how low scoring that those have been. But yeah, Cardinals at home, Dominic, favored by one and a half. Yeah, I'm not taking Arizona. I seem to be the jinx or something. I'm going with the Saints here. I think the Saints defense will win this football game. I don't think Robbie Anderson does absolutely anything other than being a goalpost in the end zone. And Arizona will lose this football game. Give me New Orleans 32-16. to You know what, Dominic? I am actually going to go with Arizona. Not fairly confident in this one. Uh, I just think that with Dial coming back, there's going to be no kind of that spirit of, you know, okay, like a, a breath of fresh air. Let's do this. You know, we're a good football team on paper. Let's start showing people uh, who uh, who's good enough to win this division. I'm going to go Arizona. I'll take the under in this one, but I will go with the Cardinals covering. Give me... Kyler Murray on those cards, winning 22 to 17 at home. Uh, next up, Sunday football, or Sunday games. Oh, wow, massive game in the AFC South. Winner will take uh, over sole possession of first place in that division. Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, Titans favored by three. 
Yeah, that's a huge football game. Yeah. Indy's now feeling it, right? When you win a big game like that, you might be feeling it. I'm going to call my upset of the week. Okay. I don't know how they do it, but I think Pittman right now is playing unbelievable football for the Indianapolis Colts when healthy. Give me Indy in a close one, 24 to 20. Wow, I like it, Dom. Unfortunately, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Tennessee uh, with the bye, well-rested. They're going to rely heavily on your boy Derrick Henry in this one. They'll come up victorious at home. Final score, 25-17 Tennessee, and a a big game for them in terms of their their playoff standings and where they sit and extending that lead over the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, we got two teams heading in the wrong direction, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Was P.J. Walker taking snap? under center for Carolina this week with the injury to uh, Baker Mayfield. Tampa favored by 10 and a half in this one. That's a big point spread, um, but I do think Tampa Bay's defense will be good enough for them to win this game. I think they'll get Tom Brady uh, extra possessions in this one. And yeah, I think this one will be uh, a little bit of a snoozer. I'm going to go Tampa Bay 27 to 13 over the division rival Carolina Panthers. I think this is going to be a pretty good football game. I really do. I think that both these teams absolutely want to win this game. And Carolina is going to showcase Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's on the market right now. I expect a heavy dose of McCaffrey the entire game, keeping the clock ticking. This is a close football game. Carolina loses, but barely. Tampa Bay will take it 23 to 20. All right, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Two teams uh, sitting at three and three. This, in my opinion, is going to be a very good game. I can see this one being high scoring. Uh, I'm taking the over of 47 and a half in this one. I think this is the potential to be the game of the week, Dominic. I honestly do. Uh, both teams right now coming off uh, of victories. I like what I've seen out of Atlanta so far. I never thought I'd see that. I think. Joe Burrow connection is uh, is only going to get better from weeks to come now. I'm going to go with Cincy winning this one in a close one, not being able to cover, but still getting the victory. Give me those Bengals to win 37-33 at home over the Falcons. Now, this is a tough football game to call. I yeah. really think that Atlanta's playing phenomenal football, but if Cincinnati opens the valves, I don't think Atlanta can stick with them, and I expect that to happen. Give me Cincinnati in a blowout, 45-17. to 17. All right, next up, Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott scheduled to make his return this week, Dominic. Cowboys favored by seven. Ooh, this is the tough one because yeah, Detroit's is coming one. off on a bike week, and they absolutely need this football game. But, oh, I hate to say it, Lions fans, but you're going to get smoked in this game. <laughs> Dak Prescott has been dying to get back on the field. He will destroy the Detroit Lions. Give me Dallas 35 to 10. Wow. I'm going to go with the closer game, but I do think the Dallas Cowboys will come up victorious in this one. Give me the boys winning 28-25. And yeah, I think Dak Prescott has a good game in his return. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Zeke uh, for the majority of that uh, Sunday night football game against the Eagles. I think he gets a touchdown in this one, and I think the Lions have a good game, but not good enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, give me Cowboys 28-25 over the Lions. Next up, we got the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favorite by three in this one. I'm going to go my quote-unquote upset pick. I don't even know if I would call this an upset, but give me the Giants to win this game. I think that like the public still does not believe in them uh, and they may feel they're being disrespected because yeah, I'm surprised even to see Jacksonville favorite in this one, even though they're at home. Uh, I think that Giants defense gets to Trevor Lawrence Saxon four plus times in this one. Uh, I think we'll see a heavy dose of Saquon and maybe even Daniel Jones rushing for a TD as well. So yeah, give me those near Giants to win this game. I'm going to go final score 26, 16 and the Giants improved to six and one. Yeah, this is a reason why these odd makers, you know, they're so frigging important. They're setting up the Jacksonville Jaguars favored against a team that's five and one. Go figure. But you know what? They're right because Jacksonville has a really good D. And when it comes to quarterback play, I don't trust Daniel Jones. Jacksonville gets off the hump. Give me Jacksonville 27 to 25. Wow. All right. I like it there. Next up, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, uh, divisional matchup. Ravens favored by six and a half in this one, Dominic. The Ravens. I mean, this is an obvious pick, right? The Ravens should destroy Cleveland. Should, but yeah. this, is a, this is a divisional game and Cleveland has lost way too many games in a row. 
I'm going to call another upset here. Wow. I don't I don't like doing this, but you know what? The spread doesn't seem right. Give me Cleveland in a weird upset, 27-21. I think that Cleveland, through the running game, will keep the clock ticking. And honestly, that will be the reason why Baltimore's offense is not on the field. Give me Cleveland in this game. I think that they actually are going to surprise a lot of people. I'll take Cleveland in this game. All right, nice pick. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens, 27-22. Uh, I could see it being uh, an upset by the Cleveland Browns, but I think Baltimore needs to get back on track. They need this game. They got to get back in the win column, and I think they do in this one by a score of 27-22. to Next up, we got the Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. We assume Taylor Heineke is going to start in this game. Packers favored by five and a half. I haven't seen anything that gives me the, the impression the Packers will win this game, except for the fact that they're playing Washington. But give me the Washington Commanders here in the upset at home. Taylor Heineke taking oh. snaps. Yeah, I, I'm doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it in this one. I think you talked about Terry McLaurin, uh, way too good of a receiver to continue to be held in check. And I think that Taylor Heineke puts the team on his back, comes away with the victory in this one. I'm gonna go uh, 19 to 17 on a last second field goal by the Commanders to beat the Green Bay Packers. Ah, oh, man, that's that'd be a crazy, crazy call. I can't yeah. do it. I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is too much of a good quarterback to to keep on losing. Give me Green Bay. I'm not going to say a blowout, but they will cover the spread 27 20. All right. Next up, four o'clock games. We've got the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Broncos losing again this week, uh, that Monday night football game to the Chargers. That was a, a pretty good game, a close game, 19-16 in overtime. There was uh, the Chargers coming out on top. Uh, Denver's offense just struggled. To me, it's it just mind-boggling, Dominic. I was very interested in watching the game, and I wanted to see Russell Wilson and that offense potentially break out. Russell Wilson just does not look comfortable in the pocket. He just looks nervous. I don't know if the pressure is getting to him. But this Denver Broncos team has not been playing well. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, for that reason, I'm going to go with the Jets in the upset here, too. You know, the, the Denver Broncos are favored in this one. I think that's only because they're at home. And I just I just don't I don't see it. The Jets are on a roll. Um, I think, you know, this game, for some reason, maybe a little bit more high scoring than people predict. But I'm going to go with the Jets to win this game and improve to five and two. Give me. You know, uh, Zach Wilson and those Jets winning 27 to 26 over the Broncos. I don't see Russell Wilson losing this football game. He just can't lose this football game. If Nathaniel Hackett loses the football game, he will get fired. Give me Denver 27 to 20. All right. Big words there. Next up, we got the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders favored by seven in this one. I'm going to go with the Raiders winning and. Uh, I don't think they're going to cover in this game, but I do think they'll get the win regardless. Uh, they need this victory. Uh, that AFC uh, AFC West will be competitive from start to finish. I don't think they're going to push for that division, but they're going to have to start winning games if they want to be considered as a wildcard uh, team, potentially. I think they'll get the W. Give me Raiders 26-21 at home. This is going to be a high-scoring football game, and Houston is going to try to come from behind to win it because the Raiders are just going to destroy Houston early on. Give me a high-scoring. Give me a lot of TDs. Devontae Adams probably gets three TDs in this game. I'll take the Las Vegas Raiders 45-40. to 40. Wow. Barn burner. Next up, a rematch of a Super Bowl just from a few years ago. Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is a game that Mahomes has a Mahomes-like game, gets back on track, and uh, you know shows the league why he is one of the best, if not the best, player in the NFL. I think this one will be a little bit uh, more of a high-scoring game as well. Give me the Chiefs. I'm going to go final score 34-23 over the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is a tough one to call, William. I do think that Kansas City is a perfect fit to defeat the San Francisco 49ers, considering the secondary right now in San Francisco is leaking and injured. But I'm going to go with San Francisco in this game. I know it's crazy. I know it's not wow. expected. I just think that that loss to Atlanta, they're not going to swallow that pill. And that defense is going to show up. The entire defensive line was injured for San Francisco last week. So I expect a lot of fresher bodies to come in. and San Francisco in San Fran to cause an upset here. Give me San Francisco, low-scoring game, 19-16. to 16. All right, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers favored by seven. 
yeah, this is the Chargers game to wake up and really kind of get all that confidence back in that offense. I think Keenan Allen probably comes into this football game with Mike Williams and they will annihilate the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Chargers 42 to 10. Wow. I'm going to go with them uh, covering the bowl. They're feared by seven. I'm going to go with them winning by seven, 29-22 in this one. And, uh, yeah, continuing on that win streak and being those Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks don't look now, but if they win this game, Dominic, uh, they may be turning a few more heads if they already haven't uh, early on in this season. Next up, Sunday football, Dominic, we got your Pittsburgh Steelers. My Miami Dolphins, Tua is expected to return in this game. The game is in Miami. Miami is favored by seven in this one. Uh, to me, as a Dolphins fan, Dominic, I've seen it before. And, you know, they like to kind of have those games where they, they lose three, four games in a row. And then they go out, they crush a team, and they give you false hope. I think this is going to be one of the games where the Dolphins come out victorious. Uh, and I think it's going to be more of a one-sided game. Give me the Dolphins. I'm going to go 20 seven in this one to 13 over the Steelers. Oh, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that Tyreek Hill's speed is going to be on full display in this football game. I think Miami just destroys Pittsburgh. Give me Miami 32 to 13. All right. Next up Monday night football to end week seven in the NFL, Chicago bears, new England Patriots, Bailey Zappi and those Patriots playing at home favored by seven and a half in this game. For some reason, I get the sense this would be a bit of a closer game than people predict. But I do think the Patriots keep the ball rolling, Dominic, and come up victorious in this one. Give me the Pats 22-20 to 20, um, and to improve their record to 4-3. and three. A 7.5 spread with a third-string quarterback. Go figure. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go with New England as well. I don't want to. I think Chicago has some talent, and they're way overdue. But 7.5 spread doesn't make any sense to me. Belichick will obviously have an amazing plan. Give me New England 25 to 10. All right. Bit of a one-sided game there. A lot of stuff to look forward to uh, heading into week seven of the NFL. Going to start tonight. Uh, D-Hop back. Curious to see what are your thoughts on it quickly before we end. Big game for D-Hop tonight. I think that he has to have at least one week to get ready, unless he's the frigging superstar, which he is. Yeah. I just think he needs one week of like game feel. To be sure. really back at where he's at. So I'm going to take the Saints. But uh, expect at least 50 yards and like five receptions. I'm going to go Diab gets two touchdowns in this game. 91, <laughs> 91 receiving yards. I think Kyler Murray is going to be happy to have his partner in crime back. And he's going to force feed him the ball. And that will lead to a Cardinals victory. All right, folks. That's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all our listeners. As usual, uh, without you, there is no show. We'll be back same place, same time next week. You were listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.